All right, we're ready. Let me grab the mic here. Can you, can you guys hear ebony and ivory in the background? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Too bad. Sounds good right now. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of far off in the distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like gentle elevator music playing in the background. It's yeah. nice, yeah. Well, yeah, certainly. I mean, it was our fault. We made a mistake. Spider said it was clear. I wasn't clear. And, you know, I didn't want to tear my car up, tear his car up either. I respect everybody and I demand respect. And, you know, I apologize to the guy when he came over the car, explained to him what happened. And then he took it to another level when he started calling me an idiot and whatever else. And I don't appreciate that. I'm not going to take it. I told him how I felt. I called him out. He didn't show. You know, and so, you know, I'm good with it. He's good with it. But I'm not going to be disrespected by no means. Yeah, I guess uh, I had a dinner date at Applebee's last night that I didn't find out until it was too late. It's a shame we love their riblets and boneless wings. But uh... All right, live from the Denver airport, it is Meet Me at Applebee's, <laughs> your correct. number one green, white, checkered, hating podcast. Mm-hmm. I am Brian Kay, and with me as always is uh, Rob and Ashley. Folks, how are you doing this week? I'm good, man. I'm just sitting here, like you said, in the Denver airport. I'm sober as a priest on Sunday, and that's not usually how I do this show. So this is a very new and raw experience for me, but I'm, I'm doing okay. How about you, Well, <laughs> To be fair, we are recording this before noon Eastern. So if you were, you yeah. know, not to say, you know, you can't have a drink before 10 a.m., Rob, but, you know, well, it would I, be a little early. You know, I thought about it. There's actually some pretty good... I, I was saying this to you guys earlier. I love the Denver airport. Mm-hmm. Some decent food here. It's actually kind of affordable, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Is there an Applebee's in the Denver airport? I'm going to look it up and I'm going to move over there. We're going to, we're going to look this up. We'll get back to you on that. But okay. uh, you may hear some flight information pop in here. You know, so if you're listening Mario. to this podcast, whoop. Mario. <laughs> they've been searching for this motherfucker all morning. There is an air, there is a uh, Applebee's Mario? in the airport. Mario, it, please get is, your flight. Get your ass over. Here. Is it is it Terminal C? Uh, I can't fucking tell by this. I might have to thing. call you guys back uh, in, a, in a little while. We'll get some mileage here in the show, and mm-hmm. then if there is an Applebee's, I'm going to haul ass over there. So we'll we'll work that out. But but yeah, I'm doing good. Um, Spent the uh, weekend in Albuquerque with my family, and uh, actually, I didn't. I think I watched all of about five minutes of racing this entire weekend. I was uh, at the at the PBR all weekend, uh, the Ty Murray Invitational, which was it's a killer event. Uh, Colton Frithlin getting a I think it's like second major series win or something like that. So good for him. Yeah. Was Bodacious there? Is Bodacious retired? Bodacious. No, that's was just dead. Yeah, it's been dead for a long time. <laughs> oh, man. How I dare actually, you? I found a PBR Tour t-shirt the other day in the thrift with, I don't know what bull was on it, but it was too small for you. Or I would have gotten it for you. Yeah, it that, like sounds like a bull. that sounds like a bull name. Too small for you. <laughs> Well, I can. No, I can... It, was, it was a killer event, man. Like all PBR events are fun, all rodeos are fun. But if you get to go to one in Albuquerque, I'm telling you, there's nothing, nothing like it. Um, it's definitely my favorite sporting event I've ever been to. It's consistently awesome. So, yeah, I, I recommend it to anyone listening to this. Uh, go check that shit out. Well, I can guarantee you it was more exciting than about 75 percent of what went down at Coda this weekend. So uh, <laughs> you didn't miss a whole lot. Yeah, judging by the text I was getting from you guys, it seemed like it was pretty. Uh, pretty vast and wide open pretty, boring yeah <laughs> I, I mean the truck race was really nothing at all to write home about there wasn't no, really I much actual yeah. racing there wasn't much passing i mean there was a little passing but there was just nothing interesting that happened the xfinity race was a little bit better um there were some some you know killer moments and aj ended up coming home with the win again which didn't really surprise anybody um one of these weeks my bets on creed are gonna pay off uh he's been he's been so close but just gets you think shit one of these days one of these days it has to happen yeah you better keep your fingers incredibly tightly crossed for that one because it doesn't seem like that's coming for a while but Kid just well, can't catch a break, or he gets in his own way, or a combination too. And yeah, I, I don't well, know, he he, he got he got the ass knocked out of his car in this race, so yeah. it wasn't his fault. 
Um, but then speaking of uh, drivers getting the asses knocked out of them, the the Coda race at uh, the Cup race on Sunday. I mean, that was a whole shit show at the very end. Um, Tyler Reddick really had it was his race to lose all weekend. He started off being like the fastest car in practice, and uh, what he got second. He didn't get the pole. He got like second. He I think, started right? second. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, led most of the race. Um, was holding off everybody on all the final restarts. Uh, the lack of um, stage cautions was a very welcome change. Um, that made that that definitely changed the race. I think uh, both as a fan and for the drivers, uh, it made fuel strategy a huge part of the finish. And it would have really been a good, interesting finish until I think it was Brad Brad came out. And that just caused this chain of multiple uh, green white checkers that. Tyler really held him off every time. He couldn't be beat on the restarts. Um, so it was really he, – he at least took home the win, but it was just an absolute shit show other than that. Now, yeah. on your little betting website, if there's a bet for Brad K to spin out on a road course race, you need to take those odds. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, the, the, the prop bets uh, well, are not that deep. Might. Barstool yeah. might do that, but I'll that's have to the look into shit that. they do. But, no, yeah, you don't see anything like that on um... – uh, whatever the hell, I, DraftKings or mm-hmm. FanDuel, that's the one I've been using. Yeah. They hand out free credits, by the way, like like a motherfucker. So if you ever want to spend someone else's money and prop gambling has just become legal in your state, check out FanDuel because they'll let you uh, they'll let you get away with some shit on there. So We got promo codes, folks. Hit us up. That's right. <laughs> we do, actually. <laughs> yeah, this whole podcast is just a way for us to get bonus bucks off of you guys becoming degenerate gamblers, so. I'm still waiting in Georgia for it to become legal. Yeah. Well, it it definitely changes your your weekends. That's for damn sure. It does. It makes a race like well, apparently what I mostly missed. I watched the highlights, and it's funny like NASCAR <laughs> actually put together a, a highlight reel that I I watched to get situated for the show here, and hmm. they managed to make it even clunkier and more terrible than a, a broadcast with normal stage breaks. So I felt like I got the full regular NASCAR weekend experience. <laughs> so. Jesus, they gotta they gotta get somebody better than the interns they got. No offense if you're listening out there, but man, whoever pasted that together came home from the beaver or something and just pounded it out <laughs> real fast. So. But yeah, man, what a I hate to see these finishes, man. Especially when the whole world is watching. And you know, I mean, who really cares? You know what I mean? What people who aren't NASCAR fans think. But at the end of the day, like when you're sending it like six, seven wide into a corner that can only accept like two lanes and everyone's just slamming into each other like a fucking street stock race. It's just, I don't know. I don't fuck with that. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, a lot of conversations have been had this season about respect and drivers not giving any to anybody and just barreling through people. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was on full display at the very end of that race. And, you know, you saw Suarez getting pissed at his teammate and Alex Bowman and, uh, you know, Denny had a whole rundown of everybody who fucked up in the race and what they did wrong, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> a, a list of yeah, people wanna... he's never going to get back. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, so, Ryan yeah. Reese was pissed off. Uh, a little fucking church boy, Ty Gibbs, uh, sending him into Zion. Yeah, that was. Oh, I, I saw enough of the race to get pissed off about that. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a race. Um, I'm glad it's over. That's our next to last trip to Texas in NASCAR this year, at least for yeah. Cup, right? Like, because um, they only yeah. had one one Cup race there. So right. that that ends it. Although next next week, where the hell are they racing in Texas? The uh, Xfinity and trucks are the trucks are there with the yeah. IndyCar. IndyCar is running at uh, Texas Motor Speedway, which is uh, again like. Another track that uh, doesn't tend to get high marks uh, <laughs> from many people, especially no. for IndyCar since they lowered the banking in one and two and they threw PJ1 down on it to fix it. That completely has fucked the IndyCar race and it ends up being a processional. But I don't know, anytime cars are going over two, 215, 220, I get excited. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. But yeah, man, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> We've also got exciting ass Richmond to look forward to. So that's. Ooh. That's a whole other conversation we'll have at the end of the show. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I gotta say with Coda, just one more thing in closing. Like this is just mm-hmm. my opinion on it in general. I know people like it; it's a beautiful facility. But if the lap time is going to be over two minutes, I don't think NASCAR really needs to go there. That's just my two cents. Doesn't seem like a a good usage of time, <laughs> in my opinion. But 
I mean, it had the track had its moments where there was some decent passing and some good racing. Uh, you know, I'll well, give that, it that. But it that just, battle it was... with Tyler Reddick and William Byron was pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah, clean sure. racing. That's what you want to see, and it, it just gets overshadowed by this. Yeah, the figure eight clusterfuck. Yeah. yeah, it was the same thing too with even with even Kyle Busch at the end. Like you know, he he raced him very clean, and and there was all respect given between the two of them. So, yeah, uh, it was it was good. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what else to say about it. Oh, we didn't talk about the ringers at all. Uh, mm-hmm. None of them really did all that well. I think Kimmy ended up with the, was it Kimmy or Jensen that got the best finish? I think it was Kimmy. Kimmy, yeah, I mean he was up in the top five at the very end, but that was kind of a don't seemed like a, a cycling through pit stops, cautions type deal, and and he ended up farther back at the end. He, he ended up with the top twenty, but all those guys he got shuffled out in one of those restarts. I think is what happened. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. crazy to think those guys were saying they didn't really know what they were in for. It's like motherfuckers, like you guys, NASCAR's been around a long time. Like you should know that it's going to be a lot rougher of a race than anything you've ever experienced. So I thought the uh, interview that Jensen Button gave afterwards was interesting, talking about the heat exhaustion. He said that he had to come into pit road multiple times and just like stop for a minute to get like water and ice and cool off before he could go back out and continue. Well, you know like how he it said, is. He said he almost quit. So in England, it only gets about you know sixty-five <laughs> degrees in the middle of the summer. So that's, <laughs> that's got to be tough uh, with that Texas humidity, and you know it's not even it's just getting started down there. But I would imagine if you're not in race shape, and especially if you're not used to driving a, essentially a GT car like that, then uh, yeah, the heat is gonna fuck with you pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Jordan Taylor looked pretty good for a while too, but I think he was probably the most vocal about not enjoying his time there just because yeah. the racing standards are so dog shit which i you know i agree <laughs> yeah which is funny because i, I want to say i think dale jr is like this could be his launching point into cup cars and it's like mm, yeah, i don't know, I don't know about that i mean you know uh we'll see if they ever get him on an oval um and see how that goes but i can understand i mean that he he's just an imsa driver and the cars are at least somewhat similar now more so than they ever were in the past so yeah. i can see where people might want to make that uh, leap but but i guess my question like i don't know i don't know if i have an opinion on this or anything to offer but like change the racing standards like you don't want to over penalize people or you know create this nanny state situation where everything gets a penalty and there's track limits and etc and but also at the same time like you you, you're not going to get rid of the point system which is what is the root of a lot of this yeah i just don't know what to to do or what they nascar can even do to make this better you know, uh, more, I think really just more immediate penalties. I mean, don't wait till after the race and penalize them points or money. Penalize them right then. Park them for a lap. Send them to the tail end of the longest line as a yeah. warning first. Like, there's plenty of things that have happened in the past that you could, you could change and add to the sport now as far as rules go that aren't stepping over the line and aren't like, well, how are they going to judge this? Like, it's, yeah. it, it, there's clear ways to do it i think for sure but i think when you look at coda in particular like turn one like what are you gonna do just like you're gonna post yeah. 15 cars <laughs> because they all decided to stuff it into one space like I, it's not that way at most tracks because yeah easy to police most road courses are easy to police and you don't see that but yeah. coda is designed for that sort of thing so how do you you can't just start throwing penalties out you know because that's yes but Especially, I mean, there's ac- you know. there's accidents that happen. I mean, Larson did it last year. Bubba did it this year where they got way too hot into a corner and ran into somebody. Oh, yeah, um, Bubba, had, Bubba had a big one. This that, that was yeah. a broken oil line. A Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah he, he uh, that wasn't his fault, which I thought that his reaction was kind of a bummer, too, because it wasn't yeah. his fault. Yeah. Well, he immediately, he, any anytime he fucks up, whether he actually fucks up or not, like he's incredibly hard on himself. I feel like that's both uh, an, an issue he has about himself and also maybe a way to deflect a little bit of, uh, oh, there's those announcements again. Maybe that's a way to deflect uh, criticism from all the haters he has. You know, like, well, at least I, mean, I know I fucked up guys you can't shit at me that bad i mean he's been very vocal about his struggles with mental health and depression so yeah for sure but yeah i think think we all know about that 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 sucked to see though uh you know because a lot of things are bubba's fault i think but uh, (laughs) especially the the in-car stuff but this certainly wasn't and to see him come out and say something like that it's like i understand like trying to deflect and uh you know fueled people but uh, i don't think that's the way you know so i hope he uh 
he's able to, you know, at some point find a way to take a breath and not blame yeah. the entire world on on himself. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't when it's not his when fault, you know. The fox cameras are in your face the second you get out of the car, like praying that you give them clickbait. So Exactly. Yeah. And Lord knows he did. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I want to take a quick little visit over to uh, Kenny Ellis's world here. Uh, he posted uh, one of his, uh, what is it called? Uh, Kenny Wallace is angry. I hate oh. the Kenny Wallace show. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the other one? It's, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, what it, was... <laughs> I think it was Kenny Wallace hates things. Maybe I, that's the first thing that's popped into my head. Well, this, this is the yeah, Kenny Wallace it, show. Right. He posts this, and this this is proof positive, y'all, that he is just fucking with everybody. He's just fucking with you. If you, if you think anything that Kenny Wallace says is direct, then I'm, you're sadly mistaken. He posted this video on YouTube. The Kenny Wallace show was like, who should replace Bubba Wallace? And the engagement, he's, hang on. We're not going to go on flight 1513 and you're headed to Phoenix on 2482. We are waiting for you here at KC56. Oh, y'all hear that? You better get your asses over there. Y'all going to get stuck in Denver. She sounds pretty serious. She is serious. Yeah. That's, that's the kindest <laughs> angry gate engine I've ever heard in my life. But, but yeah, Kenny he posted this thing on YouTube saying, you know, the title of the video is, you know, who should replace Bubba Wallace? And of course, the answer is no one. Right. <laughs> psychologist to help him out but you know no one ever watches the videos and the comments for that no. i would just invite you guys to just take a quick little wade through that cesspool if you want to yeah i took a couple of glances at the comments and then i had to just see myself out my favorite one was somebody suggesting that matt de benedetto take his seat oh uh, yeah i saw that yeah yeah <laughs> folks but you know yeah let's get another truck driver who can't hack it and cup mm-hmm. to take over for public yeah. <laughs> that seems like a good idea great idea that's the one so, McDonald's can get behind. Yeah, so for is, sure. So does that kind of lead us into our Darth of the Week chat then? Since since Kenny Kenny definitely, uh, you know, he he baited a lot of the Darfs to come out who just you know were ignorant and didn't want to read. Oh yeah, he's out there laying traps from his little boat, and you mm-hmm. know he's 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 lobster fishing out there, you know, with the cages and shit. But uh, actually, uh, my Darth of the Week this week it, uh, well, it was actually a couple of them. Um, the main one, of course. Uh, actually, no. We're gonna start with my secondary one. Uh, I don't remember what this fucking guy's name was, but he goes on <laughs> Twitter and says that uh, anyone who uses the term "darf" is pussy. Uh, <laughs> Did you like that one? <laughs> I can't remember what that was in reference to. I don't either. But it, well, it was, what are it, the, it, it was out of pocket, and <laughs> I I took offense to that. It's and, personal you know, attack. It's a what personal are the... attack on me specifically, and you know, like. <laughs> I don't take that from people who probably haven't, you know, seen one, you know, being a pussy in a long time. And I'm assuming this is this basement dwelling <laughs> moron. Um, I don't know. He's just, I don't know. Fuck that guy. But my real dark for the week uh, is a guy named Craigster on Twitter. And I'm, I'm sure that's on his birth certificate. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but Craigster, his, uh, yeah, I bet you that's his Christian name, Craigster. Um, he was really not thrilled with the way Kurt Busch handled the call at the end of the race. Of course, that was probably the best Pure part magic. of the entire broadcast. Just yeah. Him watching Tyler Reddick in what should be his car. Because make no mistake, I think he's under a two-year contract. He should be driving this year if it wasn't for his injury, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's watching the guy who replaced him dominate a race. And, he, you know, Kurt is still heavily involved with 2311. He's a big part of keeping that organization moving forward and mm-hmm. with setups, with you know, the psychological end of things. Maybe he needs to talk to Bubba a little bit more and calm him down. <laughs> the, actually, that's kind of a funny <laughs> picture. Kurt Busch giving somebody advice on how to relax. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he just, you know, it's one of these moments on a broadcast where he's he, Kurt Busch is tearing up and yeah, clearly you, feel it you, enjoying this moment you know and it's almost it, if it can't be him at least it's his guys and how pure of a moment was that yeah you can't script that shit but craigster on twitter uh he, he fires at mike joy only for whatever reason it's like <laughs> mike joy you need to remind your guest announcers particularly kurt bush <laughs> that favoritism in the booth is usually a no-no his fawning over and over about the 45 was nauseating the fact that he of the 45 means nothing to most viewers. Now that's nothing. like three bad opinions. <laughs> <laughs> right 
you guys want to – I mean, I know that pissed you guys off too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think NASCAR – I mean, obviously, we can all remember the, the Dale Jarrett 93 Daytona 500 win and how just iconic of a moment um, for the sport that was. I mean, it was just so emotional and beautiful to see. And granted, if that was happening every year, um, if you had a guest announcer in the booth having those moments – go back to 2001 with dw calling mikey to the win like yeah it's okay to have that moment once in a while <laughs> and i think the kurt kurt calling tyler to the win was another one of those moments yeah. um you know if dale jr was pulling that shit every week in the xfinity with yeah it would suck but i think having those moments once in a while and letting letting people have those emotions while calling a race i think that's totally fine and there's there's other examples in other forms of motorsports too like it's not just a nascar specific thing yeah but I mean, just the whole point of having Kurt Busch up there is that he's a current driver. You know, he's still under contract to be a driver. Mm-hmm. He's in, ingrained with this team. And I think you said it, True Love. Uh, Chase Elliott was also focusing on the Hendrick drivers because that's his organization. Yeah. The reason you bring in these guys is because yeah. they have current knowledge. And of course, Kurt's going to be emotional. But uh, yeah, this this is a dumb opinion. My favorite response on here is the top tweet here. Horrible take. Where were you when Ned Jarrett was crying when Dale Jarrett won the 500? And then Craigster responds, that was a father commenting on his son. And I'd like to point out, do we know that Tyler Reddick is not Kurt Busch's son? (laughs) Do we know about that? I got to be honest with you. I'm trying my hardest not to just lose my shit here because I want to scream and yell about this guy. But I'm literally surrounded by children. (laughs) But yeah, Craigster, you're my for the week. I hope you get food poisoning over at the Applebee's here in Terminal C and you miss your flight to Cortez, Colorado, wherever the hell it is you're going. So <laughs> that's your reward for being my Dar for the Week. Well, uh, that's Dar for the Week this week. And it turns out we actually got another listener question. Um, who a wants couple to of great questions too. Yeah. Like, again, like we love it when you guys reach out to us and you, you ask our opinions, especially when they're really thought about from our buddy here. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna have to find that. <laughs> I got it. I got it pulled up. If you want, if you want to, uh, if you want me to read it. You got um, the best. You got the best voice on the show, so you should probably just oh, uh... stop it. Get out of here with that. Um, all right. Well, I'll read it anyway. So, uh, let's see here. Question for the week, actually. Too. Question number one: After the fuel mileage anxiety towards the end of the race, can we all agree that it's time to end stage breaks? I can. I think we can all agree it's time for this announcer lady to shut the fuck up. That's what we can all agree on. Yeah, that's that's her. I don't know if you heard that. That was her telling Craig to go fuck himself. (laughs) Craigster. Let's try Um, that again. Yeah, let's do that one over. (laughs) One one more time. After the fuel mileage anxiety towards the end of the race, can we all agree that it's time to end stage breaks? That's question number one. Mm -hmm. And question number two is: I'm personally a fan of the Gen Seven car from a looks performance standpoint, but do you feel like it's helping the quote unquote show on track or hindering it? How's the perception been from those at the races? Uh, that is from Jesse. Uh, looks like he's a Northwest NASCAR fan. Hell yeah, Northwest. So you, a, a guy who goes and uh, gets rained on at Portland, I would assume. So yeah. when the Xfinity Series goes up there. That's actually a place I'd like to go, even though I talk shit on road courses. But thanks for writing it and asking that. Uh, you guys, I'll, I guess I'll kick it off here with that first yeah. Uh, question. Uh, yeah, I, I hate the stage breaks. I think it, from what I can tell, it helped the flow of the race. Um, I think getting stage breaks everywhere would be a great idea. Um, it, that way it invites the old school strategy back in. I do like points being administered. for yeah. That is the best thing that NASCAR has done in a, mm-hmm. lo- a long while to spice up the show. Because it really does give something to race for for the entire time and not just ride around. So I think that's great. It's it. Again, I didn't watch the full race, so I'm just assuming based on what I've seen. But everything I've heard, other than the fact that Fox is taking their breaks just as normal, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there were no yeah. now, like when in a commercial, who gives a shit? Yeah, they, they have it automatic like button doesn't. they push. <laughs> yeah, that timer's it's rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a good idea everywhere. What do you guys think? I think I thought it was great. I'm I thought it was a welcome change. Um, you know, it brought a little bit of uh, the old school strategy back to it. Um, I hope it's something that they change for every race. Uh, I think probably the the one hard hard selling point 
uh, would be the fact that it would change commercial breaks a bit. Um, you do lose that full break during the cautions. Um, but other than that, I'm sure there's other ways they can figure out how to, you know, get more ads on our screen without having oh, yeah. to, uh, you know, have two stage breaks. But no, I loved it. I really hope they, they make it a permanent thing, not just at road courses, but at every court, every track. Cause I think it'd be good. I agree. What do you think? True love. Uh, well, I personally am a fan of the, the you know, stage points. I mean, that should, yeah, that, I feel like that should never, ever go that, away. That, that part yeah. is totally fine. Let and, those, let those exist. I mean, sure. after watching Sunday's race, I can agree that, you know, the breaks could probably go, but the points need to stay. But when they first introduced it in what, like 2015, I think, yep. I feel like we, we needed those stage breaks with the type of racing that was going on at that point like mm -hmm. it was fucking mind-numbing at some of those tracks i i disagree to a certain extent but you're right like at that point what else can they possibly do other yeah. than you know take they away kinda, downforce and give more horsepower yeah. they weren't going to do that so. no they were desperate for something yeah and what's the question to the cars right uh, yeah, do the cars uh, help the, the action on the track, basically, which I think, I mean, I think right now it's kind of half and half. It seems like, you know, it definitely made intermediates way better. Um, uh, short, short tracks and road courses, not so much. I think, you know, the arrow is one part of the package, but I think the fact that the guys are running way smaller motors and don't have the power to pass is another issue that I don't think they're ever going to actually fix. So well, the aero it, stuff is is just kind of one part of the equation, but well, the the ability to downshift, you know, and grab a gear in a corner yeah. when you get crossed up, uh, and just kind of pedal away. That was the big issue at Martinsville between all the downforce and you know, again, like if you just you're able to get speed by downshifting in the corners. So that's something that wasn't around before when it was you know a four speed. Now you got the six or was it six gear? Or do they only go to five? Is that what it is? They go to five. Yeah, the five five speed sequential, you know, like it just gives them a little bit more play uh, in that regard. So that hasn't helped the show. I know that it's killed places like Rich, um, even New Hampshire, which is always a bit processional. But you know that wasn't great. I gotta say, seeing the cars in person and hearing them and just that the way they look and the roar of it, good lord, they they look amazing. Like I remember the first time I ever saw those cars was at Martinsville and getting up close there in the little pre-race thing on the front stretch and mm -hmm. getting within a couple feet and getting to take a good look at them. You know, I was, I was about as excited as I could be until the race actually started. <laughs> it's like, if these things race half as good as they look, we're in for something special here. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately I mean, it hasn't been the case. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the cars look fine. I still hate the wheels. I really don't like the wheels at all. Uh, and I've gotten used to the number change. Um, it's fine. I mean, it, it, I still wish it was the old way, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the couple races I went to last year were fine. They weren't awful. They weren't the best races I've ever been to in my life. And hopefully, hopefully whatever I end up seeing this year will be good. I definitely plan on going to Michigan, so I'm excited to see mm -hmm. how that race pans out. But Attention you know, the rest of the It's a new guy. Day off. We have begun <laughs> the boarding process at gate C67. Once again, that's all Southwest passengers traveling down to lane number 6010 with services to Port Lauderdale. We I gotta pause it for a second anyway. Hello? Port Lauderdale, huh? The worst airport I have ever I... been to in my entire fucking life. Really? Port Lauderdale. Lauderdale? Yes. No kidding. I've never been there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, this isn't just like my hometown okay. bias, but the Albuquerque airport um, is amazing. Think. Uh, what time are you guys I open love for it. today? I don't think I've been to that one. Unless you're going there, you probably okay. haven't. It's it's no. not okay. really a place uh, to connect. I'll probably through. shoot out that way this afternoon. Then. <laughs> I think I had a layover in Phoenix. Hey, thank you very much. Time. That was a nice airport. Sky Harbor, yeah, that's pretty good. Sorry, I'm back. My the uh, the crematorium was calling to tell me my <laughs> cat's ashes are ready to be picked up. So uh, I, had to, I had to deal with that real quick. Jesus. Sorry, sorry, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's always a fun call to take. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I hope that answers your question, Je uh, Jesse. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know if anybody else has anything to say about that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The car is fine. Hopefully, it gets better. Hopefully, it's I mean, it's still early. I mean, they got got a few more years. It's true. Um, I will remind our listeners though that we are not racing experts. Feel free to ask us goofy questions. Feel free to ask us, uh, you know, about your your least favorite drivers. Uh, Drinking habits, or yeah, yeah get uh, weird with it. Yeah, get, seriously. Get, I don't, if you've got weird questions like that, please send them our way because that's I'm happy to answer those, or at least try to. All right, so I guess now that our the question uh, of the week is done, uh, now we go to the video of the week segment, which I guess this one, uh, I it sounds like I'm the only one who is fully fully prepared this yeah, week. Which again, you're on, you're on your own, buddy. This this week, you know, we were we were running a little bit of a loose ship this week rob was out of town i was yeah. still uh you know mourning my dead cat uh, as you could tell from the phone call i just got um now we're gonna and, leave that uh, whole, whole bit in <laughs> yeah go ahead leave that right <laughs> in um but i however uh made sure that i watched the, the video of the week not once but twice to get all oh, the damn 2600 words of notes that i have about this this week's video but this week's video um, I would say this is in the same realm as the monster truck video last week in the sense that this is uh, a callback to my childhood and the mixtapes my stepdad would make to me. Uh, this week we're watching an, uh, the 1989 Mickey Thompson off-road championship series uh, racing from Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not familiar with Mickey Thompson and the off-road series, so Mickey Thompson himself was a racer and a racing engineer. Uh, he was involved in drag racing, IndyCar. Uh, he helped uh, promote off-road racing, like the Baja 500 1000s. Uh, and he created the Mickey Thompson off-road series, which is kind of like a stadium off-road truck series race. Yeah, absolute legend, absolutely legendary series as well. Yep, this series ran from 1979 to 1996. And in the middle of that run, Mickey and his wife were murdered. Um by a former business associate, and that was an unsolved murder for almost 20 years uh, until finally they, they found all the evidence they needed to convict Mickey's former business partner. But, but this race takes place in 1989, a few months after his death. And uh, this fucking guy. This, this guy gives no fucks about Mickey Thompson. No, Don't, leave your bags. Don't leave your bags unattended, though. I mean, come on, y'all. <laughs> that's why they got mickey actually uh, not to cut you off here but i can't mm-hmm. do you remember the name of the, of the documentary about that maybe it's just like a television show there's a couple of like id network type shows about mickey's murder yeah I, I, I i'm i'm looking i'm on his wikipedia right now and there's nothing that pops up but i know i've seen at least one or two little documentaries on yeah. youtube about him so if you just look up mickey thompson on youtube yeah, uh, that's that, one of the many things that'll come up yeah that in itself is a fascinating story so for sure, um, but but uh, 1989 stadium truck racing, um, it was it was on the upswing. I mean, this year uh, the super uh, the Nintendo arcade game uh, Ivan Iron Man Stewart Super Off Road debuted, and this was one of my all time favorite games, and one of the reasons why I was into this type of racing as a kid. Um, it's 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 to to really describe what stadium truck racing is, since it's kind of hasn't been anywhere near this level of popularity in the last 20 years think motocross but with trucks um yeah that's probably the best way yeah. to describe it um yeah, i guess the modern day equivalent would be uh robbie gordon stadium super trucks but that's more dedicated circuits they bring it to well that i was going to get into that later on but we might yeah. as well mention that now so i mean yeah robbie gordon this is robbie's third appearance <laughs> as a video of the week uh driver um and this is before he ever got into racing cars he was big into off-road racing right. long before he ever got into any sort of um, you know oval track car or indy car anything like that you know, he's already a multiple time baja 500 winner uh, he won the points championship this year and actually won multiple times uh, in the Mickey Thompson series. Um, this was right around the time he was negotiating with Ford to uh, switch over to Ford. And part of that deal was going to be uh, getting time in a sports car. Um, and he, he, he dominates this race for the most part. Um, uh, part of the Mickey Thompson series, you get the trucks, but you also get – uh, they have a car division. Um, pull up my 
on my notes here. Together. I think it's called the Ultralights, which, to be honest, I was never really a huge fan of those. Uh, you've got, like, VWs and uh, Porsches and shit, and the cars just don't have the same suspension that the trucks do and don't really handle the same way and just don't look that cool. Uh, they're the Ultra Stocks. You get the Super 1600s, which are kind of dune buggy-type vehicles. Um and really, the biggest thing I can say about that is uh, all about Mitch Mustard. Uh, Mitch Mustard has one of the coolest names I've seen in racing. That sounds and fake. It's, Mitch Mustard is a real person, and uh, turns out 30 years later, he was actually still racing, but uh, in the NHRA Super Comp Series. Uh, he was actually winning races uh, as, as late as 2019. Um, and then the other two classes are the ATVs and the motocross bikes, which we'll get into those as, as the race, uh, you know, as we get into later in the race. So we got Marty Reed and Bob Ramsey on commentary. Uh, this episode is the full episode with all the commercials and everything. So uh, got those to talk about as well. Uh, awesome. You've got heat races involving, there's three heat races for the trucks and then a couple for the other divisions. There's only eight trucks in the field. The big story here was Walker Evans, who was another off-road legend. He needed to win all of his heats and win the race to have a chance to beat Robbie Gordon for the championship. Uh, turns out he doesn't do that. Um, really, the race is, is a battle with Robbie Gordon and Ivan Stewart. Uh, you know, At the end, turns out Ivan ends up winning, um, but we'll get to that. Let's see. We start off with the heat race, which is, you know, these trucks beat and bang uh, body panels are always flying off. There's usually at least one or two rollovers throughout the race. So there's a lot of action, um, you know, and, and they're, they're kind of like short track racing. There's multiple heat races. There's only a couple laps with each one of them. So it's, it's really quick and moves fast. Um, I just want to well, add these Toyota paint schemes on these trucks are beautiful. There's it's one of my all time favorite. That's yeah. That's that. That Toyota truck is absolutely gorgeous, and that was going to be one of the things I mentioned as far as commercials. Uh, oh, that's fine. We, it's 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 a it's a good segment. The, the Toyotas themselves. I think the '89 Toyotas. Uh, a, the paint schemes were great, and B, the trucks themselves, uh, both the race trucks and the factory trucks, were way more uh, modern looking than their counterparts, and the S10s and the Rangers and stuff like that. Because the trucks just were stylized. They were like three or four years ahead of time as far as truck styling goes. And uh, it's so interesting to see the advertising uh, on this type of race versus NASCAR. Uh, you know, you get Quaker State in there as an American brand, but really the only ads were Toyotas, and there was one for a VW dealership that was more like a, a local VW dealer hosted by a crazy car salesman who was just screaming the whole time about <laughs> blowing out these VWs. Um, so that's my Toyota pitch. This 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 whole episode's all about Toyota. But other commercials, uh, you get a couple Rolling Stones Budweiser commercials because 1989 mm -hmm. Budweiser sponsored the Steel Wheels tour. So you get a couple little Rolling Stones mini music videos. Uh, there also are uh, a series of commercials featuring a dad and son where the son calls out his dad for stealing cable, which is some real cop collar <laughs> shit. And I would disown my son if he did that. I don't care if the kid was five, like this kid was. There's uh, a trip to the woodshed right there. Do not try to make me feel guilty for stealing cable, you little shit. You wouldn't be able to watch Nickelodeon or any other bullshit you want to watch. Exactly. So shut your mouth. Um, and that, that brings us to later on in the race. I mean, the track itself, like I said, is more of a motocross-style track. Um, much like the Super Off-Road game, uh, there's a section of the track with two completely separate lanes. You can drive through the whoops or jump through a couple different doubles, and I think it's interesting to see guys uh, take the different lines. Uh, early on in the heat race, you see uh, you know, legend Roger Mears, brother Rick Mears, and father of Casey Mears. He ends up rolling his truck in the heat race, but ends up coming back for a good finish. Um, uh, there's a local. His name is uh, Rob McCochran, who uh, he they're talking about how he has back spasms throughout the race, but he's still battling really hard. Um, later on in the race, he ends up battling Robbie Gordon for second place. He finally gets it and completely biffs it and rolls the truck all by himself. 
Uh, I always love to see that guy's just completely choking. Um, <laughs> you know, as far as the ultralights and the dune buggy classes, there isn't really a ton to say about those. Like I said, the racing on those isn't quite as good as the trucks. The suspension's not, not as good. Uh, Mitch Mustard loved hearing that name. He screamed over and over again. Uh, the dirt bikes, um, I think they were the ultralight class. Uh, they actually raced the track backwards, uh, which makes sense because if you look at the, the jumps themselves, uh, the jumps are all pretty mellow. And with dirt bikes, you could hit the backside of them and get a little more air. Now, in saying that, uh, if you are a person who ever rode motocross or ever rode BMX, uh, you know that jumping shit to flat sucks. It's harder to control your bike. It slows you down. And like, if you're a dirt bike fan, um, this type of racing absolutely is horrible and sucks to watch. Now, Jeremy McGrath wins this race, like the Jeremy McGrath. Um, yeah, very and young. Just, yeah, he was like 1920. I mean, he was only he wasn't even a pro yet in in AMA or anything. And to show you how much this race means to his career, it isn't even mentioned in his Wikipedia. Not not. Not one line of it. Other motocross guys who ended up having, you know, full motocross careers, uh, Talon Voland and uh, Ryan Hughes, who both still to this day in the motocross industry. Um, and yeah, like I said, uh, oh, there's the ATV class as well. Here's my hot take. I've never liked ATVs. Not since I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in a family that rode motocross and did a lot of trail riding. And my grandfather always told me that, you know, we lived in a very rural part of New York. You could ride your bike all the way up to like New Hampshire and Vermont if you wanted to through certain trail sections. But he said when ATVs became popular, certain sections of the trails would get closed off because they were bigger vehicles and they fucked up the land more. So landowners would ban people from passing through their property. So that's one of the reasons. Two... ATVs, uh, I feel like they're, uh, you know, if you're too scared to ride a dirt bike, you get an ATV. Uh, they're not as nimble. They can't <laughs> jump as fast. They can't do tricks. These ones, you got some Yamaha blasters that have stupid fake teeth on the front and they just look goofy as shit. Just, I hate the ATVs. Just, I, you, you can skip right past the ATV section. You miss nothing. Um, and, yeah, the race itself, the, the, the main event, you know, Robbie Gordon and Ivan Stewart have a really great battle where Ivan just outclasses him and, and passes him clean uh, and then takes off. Like I said, you've got Rob McCochran and, and Robbie Gordon battling for second place, uh, which Robbie ends up winning or taking pretty handily after Rob biffs it. Uh, just a really fun watch. This is only an hour-long program. You get five different classes of racing, um, and it's really just kind of a neat throwback to – uh, a time when motorsports were all over your TV, uh, especially ESPN. Um, you know, this was before every type of sports game was getting broad broadcast, and ESPN was was really not so much desperate for cheap programming because this time, you know, eighty nine, ninety, they already were pretty big in the sports world, but they they still needed stuff on their TV, and they had a lot of different motorsports. You know, other than this stuff, they had Thursday Night Thunder, Monster Trucks. Uh, any type of motorcycle racing you can think of um, just lots of lots of racing programming. And this is one of those many, many shows that you can right. watch. It was definitely before the era of the talking head kind of pundit show. 100% thing that fills up uh, time now and before ESPN two as well. So yeah, uh, pretty easy watch. And, and like I said, I don't think you guys got through much of it, but what were your thoughts on what you saw? Uh, I've got it on in the background on mute right now, so that's cool. <laughs> Listen, y'all, we picked this video kind of late. I didn't get a chance to finish it. We're recording earlier than we normally do. This week is very thrown together last minute, so oh, yeah, <laughs> zero prep. <laughs> well, thankfully, we already have next week's video picked out, so that gives yeah. us plenty of time. We do, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, I do love uh, that truck series. Uh, the Mickey Thompson stuff has always been fascinating to me. Uh, and I, I always, I've always found it interesting that uh, off-road racing and that style of truck racing is something that is sort of a, you know, lesser thought about entrance into short track racing and NASCAR racing and just, you know, pavement racing, you know, a lot of greats came from there. Of course, Jimmy Johnson, he was a, an off-road guy. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Rick, Rick Mears, as you mentioned earlier, he's an off-road guy, you know, it's Robbie Gordon, of course, uh, I I consider him to be one of the greats. He just had, or could have been anyway. I think he just had too much of a temper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 I wish there was an equivalent to this. And again, the stadium super trucks are cool, but I would love to see, you know, a monster jam style touring series where they're back in these stadiums. Well, Shel- Sheldon Creed too was another guy who won Sheldon uh, Creed, that's right. a, bun- a bunch of the stadium trucks. Neil, like I said, Robbie Gordon started the stadium truck series uh, because of his history in the off-road off-road trucks. And I've been to one of those races. Uh, I went to one at Mid Ohio was it last year, or two years ago, cool. uh, as part of their NASCAR weekend. So I mean, it's fun. It's not quite the same thing as the off-road. I mean, no, I I, I, have, I wish I had found a better video. I mean. Uh, these guys raced at the LA Coliseum and they actually went up and down the grandstands and drove through the pillars when they ran there. So, <laughs> that's I mean, that, cool. You know, that's so much, such a cool thing to see. But yeah, that's the off road series. Uh, check that out. And we might, I might be doing some more off road stuff with monster trucks later on. Who knows? These guys have got me inspired to, uh, to do some more stuff. So stay well, tuned. Well, he, he inspired you know- himself, y'all. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe you give this guy a thumbs up and you run with it you know yeah, so, yeah we'll see pretty soon we'll true see. love and i will be off the show and it's just gonna yeah. be whatever brian wants to do <laughs> i was about to say a big cuss right there and then there a bunch of children walked by so i got freaked out so, a, a six dollar word was about to come out and we stopped it so well shit so yeah that 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 brings us to the conclusion and, and like mentioned early in the show uh we are at richmond this week for the cup yeah, series and texas right. for indycar and trucks and you know what are you guys all looking forward to this weekend uh, i'm looking forward to larry mack being in the booth y'all oh i didn't realize yeah i am looking that's, forward that's to it. going to thompson for the icebreaker hopefully the weather holds out but uh that's like the first major weekend of racing uh, up here in the Northeast. Yeah, I got to look and see. Uh, I know I know most of the local tracks are opening up in April. It's still too cold. Like, I wouldn't want to go to anything this weekend. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going to have some Atlanta last week type weather, I think. It's going to be no warmer than 45. But that's, that's damn near summer for Connecticut modified racing. But big open modified show on Sunday. Uh, the past tour is up here as well. Should be a pretty decent car count. Um, and a bunch of other divisions. It's a fun event. Thompson's an amazing track. Uh, Cup actually raced there many, many moons ago. Um, I want to say Bobby Isaac won there, but I'm not 100% on that. But definitely an old Winston Cup track and a legendary Hallowood uh, space for modified racing up here in New England. But I'm looking forward to that and uh, watching Richmond on my phone uh, simultaneously. So Nice. Well, hopefully the weather it treats yeah. you better than one I suffered through last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm bringing my big my big jacket for Bring this one. Bring your big so. jacket and your sunscreen. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> going to do. <laughs> yeah. As far as Richmond goes, I'm, I got nothing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not – it's not going to be an entertaining race, I don't think, but uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I, um, I, I always hold out hope, but, you know, we'll just, we'll just see what happens. But, yeah, I, I honestly, I think Richmond is – um, it's a really fun track to go to. Like, I like being at the facility, and I even like watching races in person there, which doesn't translate to TV that well. You know, it's, it's like Loudon, I think. Yeah, I was supposed to go to Richmond this weekend, but it did work out, so I'm, I'm kind of bummed on that. I'm sure it's much better in person. Yeah, little pro tip, uh, they have these, like, the college area. I forget what they mm-hmm. used to call it, but it's like these this open seating area not allowed to bring alcohol in you you absolutely can you can bring your own alcohol in but you can't bring your own alcohol in uh but they have a concession stand that sells like one and two dollar beers and four dollar chicken strips and all that it's 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 like going to a short track and it's open seating there's no like actual bleachers or grandstands or anything like that you're just in this big patio with like tall bar tables and all that and Y'all, that is the most relaxed I've ever been at a race. Sold out. You can stretch your arms out. You're not crammed in with people. And Richmond's a short track, so you can see everything. So um, it's in turn four. I forget what they call it. It had some dumb, like, you know, Moonshiner's Alley or some (laughs) shit like that, you know. But I would recommend doing that if you are looking for a cheap ticket. It's also the cheapest ticket you can get at Richmond. 
a uh, little heads up. So yeah, if you don't mind uh, maybe being around some some uh, some college guys, then uh, that's your spot. And there's no better place to sit at Richmond. So little word of advice for you. I'll take your word for it because I sure <laughs> shit ain't going back this year. Yeah, uh, I might I might try to do the the summer one since I can't go this weekend. We'll see. Well, they're both day races now, right? Uh, yeah. Well, that sucks, man. Because like the yeah. the Saturday night race at Richmond, that's a that's some that's something, man. Right. Yeah. That, that early fall, you know, it's still pretty warm down there uh, historically when they were when they did the race at night in the fall as part of the uh, playoffs. And man, that's a that's about as comfortable as it can get outside. Yeah. Well, now <laughs> the uh, second Richmond race is at the end of July, so oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm already, I'm already planning on trying to go to the Atlanta race in July, so that will cover my uh, going to fucking southern races in the, in the summer. Wetting your ass off and dying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I already got my tickets for that, so. By the way, listeners, if you have any recommendations for places we should go, let us know. I'm always down to try out a track that I've never been to or if there's something I should know about or something we should know about places that we've been talking about that uh, a fan would want to know, let us know. We'll happily pass the information along. Again, this is all about communication with you guys. And, you know, half of that is at the track. So, well, um, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of meet me and Applebee's. Uh, Rob's pretty a, good guys. Shit. Rob's got a flight <laughs> to get in the next few minutes. Uh, yeah. Other than, other than the, the flight interruptions, I think it was a fun episode. Um, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at meet me at Applebee's and on Twitter at meet me at dubbies, even though I have not been incredibly active on Twitter. Uh, the IG is pretty, is, is moving pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. Speedway screens on all the social medias, uh, speedwaytsj.etsy.com, and that is it for my plugs. Snake Mountain underscore True Loves on IG, and Etsy is Snake Mountain Goods. You can find me on Instagram at robmotes underscore unofficial, and of course my band is called These Wild Plains. We're chilling right now, so you won't see much from us until later on in the year, but uh, please give us a follow and buy a fucking camo trucker hat or a koozie or something. Are y'all going to tour this summer, Rob? Uh, we'll be going out in the fall, and as oh, soon as I as soon as I have dates, we might we'll probably do for then. But rest assured, if we're playing shows, I'll be talking about it on here, and you guys will be the first to know. And again, I'm sure we'll see each other in Charlotte this year, uh, whether it's at the Thirsty Beaver or it's at the racetrack. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, is the, does the Denver Airport have anything else they want to say, or they just, <laughs> just going to play Night Fever? <laughs> <laughs> just sounds like night fever folks so yeah thanks for putting up with me guys i really appreciate it uh we wanted to bring you fresh content on our i guess our regular scheduled day is now wednesdays episodes are dropping on wednesdays mm-hmm. so uh, i guess that's a little announcement we could make before we shove off new episodes on wednesdays so well i think we already released the last two on wednesdays anyway so i feel yeah. like they already kind of got that figured out so the, i think the instagram still says thursdays so no i think i think it got uh, changed i'm pretty sure it got changed oh. yeah yeah it got changed oh, one shit. of us did it so yeah. it wasn't me <laughs> I, one of us did it i don't know which one but somehow somebody, somehow it said that somebody's beer fingers got in there and got it taken care of but yeah thanks for listening guys we appreciate it and then i guess we'll see y'all next week on wednesday yep later (laughs) y'all see (laughs) you